Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, what's up out there, podcast land? <laughs> How are you? He does that just to what? keep us on it's our good. toes. How are Mr. You? Rogers' approach. Yeah, <laughs> I sort of went with the more laid-back approach. You sure did. How Hello there, neighbor. Yeah, good. So Dan threatened me right before the show. <laughs> he literally just threatened me. He did, a little bit. Th- it's the one ounce of power I have. <laughs> Let me use it once in a while. <laughs> He's got those buttons. So I was whistling, and the man said, if you keep whistling, I'm not telling you when I'm cutting it on, and you will be looking like a fool. I just hear everything. (laughs) That's all I'm pointing out. We had a Mr. T reference on the Mosaic of Marion podcast. He's a believer, by the way. Yeah. He is. He's a believer. He is. I've I've seen a few things he's posted. So I'm like, hey, Mr. T, he could be, you know, sergeant at arms for heaven. There you go. What you talking about, fool? (laughs) I will lose it if I get up there and that is the case. That would just be icing on the cake. Oh, man. Okay. Some of you people calm down out there. I don't really believe that. Wow. You really, at one point last week, thought I was being serious. At four minutes, you said, you're about to get thrown off this podcast. She threatened me last week. What? You, I missed that. You, yeah. I oh. kind of quiet. Okay, we know which one of the three of us doesn't yeah. listen to the podcast. Right. No, I, I, I... Well, he listens when he edits. If you make the nuggets, you don't eat the nuggets. I mean, that's just how it is. <laughs> okay, I legit have no... I, no, okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is not Goose of Grace. We don't talk about nuggets. <laughs> Says the guy who brought up Mr. T. Come on, what are we right, doing? Right. Oh, you have to draw the line somewhere. Draw the line. It's nuggets. Yeah, she did. She threatened me. She said, "You're about to get kicked off this podcast." Okay. Oh. I was being just as sarcastic as you were. Yeah, I, I was being. There was you were being just a touch of sarcastic. Anyway, oh. all right. So y'all, we are in Revelation chapter two and starting at verse twelve. I am Pastor Hank. Um, Pastor of Mary Baptist Church, and um, I got with me my home slice, Miss Mona, hey. and I got Jelly Bean over there. I just waved. Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He legit just waved. Me that that was not a yeah. good thing to and, do. At first, no, I didn't. I was you like, guys okay, hear me wave? Cool. Good, good. <laughs> Here's the truth. So when you waved, if you looked, I literally was not, and I played it off like I was just going to pat myself. Like, like I was waving back. Yeah, we were firing on all cylinders. What? We have got to do a live with one of these days. Is there I guarantee you one thing, I'll wave then. Yeah. Can we like legit do a live one? We're, yes, yes, and we need to. We need to. No, oh seriously. My. Okay. I mean, are we talking live as in if visual we, live if, too? If we, well, it depends. We can either do live or we can do a pre-recorded video. No, you just said our numbers are up. Let's not scare <laughs> our listeners, please. Oh my Formal God. attire only. I'm just saying. This is about as formal as I get now, bro. <laughs> so, true story. You know, I have a bunch of suits. None of them fit me. I've lost a bunch of weight. Right. <laughs> so That's a good problem to have. Though. None of them fit me. Right. They look like clown suits on me. <laughs> 
So that's the problem. You lose weight, things don't fit you, then you gain it. You, so you buy, and then you gain it back, and then they don't fit you again. Yeah. So, so it's just a never-ending cycle. Cycle. So that's why I just wear short and make short shorts. <laughs> please do, please, with a sweater vest and a button-up shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Everybody out there, their eyeballs just got burned. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. Hmm. So where are we at this week? <laughs> yeah, Revelation chapter two. Looking over. Anyway, hey. So, um, straight up, you ready? We're going to Brazil. Uh, I am working the day on getting that this ready. Drops. We're headed out, man. That's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond the road. Beyond the road, but we will already have something pre-taped for um, the following week, and then we'll be back on our schedule. Beyond. So I'm pretty excited, man. God's going to move. Wow, God's going to move. Yep, I believe it firmly. Anyway, mm-hmm. so you want to read about Pergamum? Sure. And then All Dad's right. going to pray. All right. All right. It's a plan. All right. Revelation 2, starting at verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum, write the words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Okay, before you pray, that's just an awesome thought right there. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Seriously, yep. we're going to have a name that only us and Jesus know. Yep. You reckon my name will be Oopa Loopa? <laughs> <laughs> if there's somebody that I get, I get to bribe so that that's the case, <laughs> I need to find them quick. <laughs> I love I love that passage for that one verse. That mm-hmm. we get this name. How in, you want to talk about intimacy? And I know where I'm at the very end. I know Danielle had break. You talking mm-hmm. about intimacy? Right. It's only known between Jesus and the one giving it. Mm-hmm. Man, that'll make you cry. Yep. Yeah. I know I'm a big goof off, but at times, man, yep. the, the word just gets Oh, absolutely. Me. Yes. Right. And I'm serious about that passage, and, and I know I'm being funny with the oopa loopa, but <clears throat> geez, man. Yep. Creator of the world. Yes. Has a special name for you. For you. Yep. That is is mind blowing. Right. Jeez. All right, Dan. All right. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for the privilege it is to come to your word and just for the comfort that we have knowing that your word in a world that is is always changing never changes. Oh. It's always true. We can always hold fast to it, and you encourage us to do so. And Heavenly Father, we also thank you for that intimacy we were just talking about where you are our God. You know every ounce of us, and you call us yours. So it's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. So 
Although I would love to start at the very end. <laughs> I'm Good. sure we'll deal with that. Um, what about, what do you get out of what, what Jesus called in this one? The words of him who has, has a sharp, sharp two-edged sword. sword. Right. What you got? Well. I talked a lot last week, so I'm going to back well, off this week. okay. I'm pulling a Dan. Oh, my. Well, then we're going to be in trouble, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Just for that very reason right there. Because it's just been a day. Yeah. Um, Well, when I read that, the sharp two-edged sword, it reminds, it's the word. It reminds me of Hebrews. Um, And so when you think about um, that he uses this, he has the sharp two-edged sword. And in other places in Revelation, it talks about that sword is coming from his mouth. And so that his word. Revelation 19. Thank you. So I, don't know. Um, I think verse seven. Okay. <laughs> and so that's what it is. It's the word of God. Okay. So what about it? What about it? <laughs> Dan? Well, I, I was just thinking, you know, if I was to hear this, you don't exactly get that warm and fuzzy feeling at this point. <laughs> you know, you, you feel like the, the message that is coming is not going to be, hey, Great job, guys. Just keep on the path and you're good to, you know. So it to me, it, if I was hearing this for the first time, it, it lets me know. And we talked about it before, you know, correction's not fun, but you shouldn't be terrified of it either. You know, if God— Well, the believer, you, you shouldn't be. Right. And if God's correcting you, it's because you're his, and so you should welcome that correction even though it's not exactly, you know, always pleasant in the process. Right, right. And so, as you think about it, though, the, so if we go back to Hebrews, you, you mm-hmm. referenced Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Right. Sharp than any two-edged sword um, cuts to the joints and marrow, to the very thoughts and the intents of the heart. Right. So with that in mind, right. wh- wh- what is it really telling us? So we know it's pointing, as you said, to the Word, which is Scripture. And so if it cuts to the to the very joints and the marrow and the vi- divisions of heart and soul and, and, and all that it does, I really think it speaks to three things about Jesus. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that, he has omniscience, right? omnipotence, right. and omnipresence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all of those, because if it's cutting to the very core of who you are, mm-hmm. Isn't that what it has to have? Has to, right, mm-hmm. because otherwise he wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Right. If he, if he does, so let's talk about these. So when we say, and I want you to sort of let's just do a little ping pong here back and forth. When we say it speaks of God's omniscience, what are we talking about? So that he is all knowing and he knows everything, which he would have to if he is, um, if the sword, the word of his mouth um, divides between joint and marrow, you think about that that how closely together those are and um so and knows the intentions of your heart that's the thing it's right me. and so that he has to there isn't anything that he can't not know or else he wouldn't be able oh, to I like do how that. you put that he can't not know There's <laughs> nothing he can't not right i don't think that's good grammar but it's but, perfectly <laughs> but it works said. i mean I'm, I'm serious it's not good grammar and i know that but it's right it's perfectly said doesn't it say make sure and discerning the thoughts. Yeah. So take out that little next little phrase of the heart. Mm-hmm. There are some things you think, but you don't say. Right, exactly. And it's sort of the picture of Jesus going, I know what you just thunk right, right. there. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> Yep. 
you might not have given mouth to it, mm-hmm. but I know. I know it. Yep. 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 Yes. That will make you shake in your boots. Yep. Dan, anything? No, I mean, that definitely makes me shake in my boots as well. <laughs> <laughs> what about, all right, so omnipotence. So, so omnipotence is that he's all powerful. And so he has, there's not an iota of power that he doesn't have. And so because he has that um, all power, then he is able to use that sword to make the judgments, to make um, that discernment because there's nothing that's out of his control, out of his power. So what you're saying is he has all the power. All the power. Well, the only thing I was thinking with that one is, is depending on your outlook in life, is either that is a very frustrating fact or it's a very comforting fact. Right. Um, you know, so often, especially in America, we're taught, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're you're in charge of your own life, and I thank God every day that that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, I used to, you know, I used to teach school, and I would tell kids, and I would just tell them, I was blatantly when I was really walking. It's one of the worst slogans in the world. Pull yourself up by your own yeah. bootstraps. Yep. Sometimes you can't do nothing to get out of the situation you're in. Right. And I'd be like, the only one that can help you up is Jesus. Yeah. Right. I'd get in so much trouble today <laughs> if I was still a teacher. But it's, it's one of those things. I mean, yes, you're responsible for your own actions, absolutely. But God is in control of your life. And I can't tell you, especially in the last decade or so, what a comfort that is. Mm-hmm. Um, where... I'm not expected to to have the answers, thank goodness, because I don't. <laughs> I'm reminded of that every day. All the only thing I'm asked to do is follow him mm-hmm. and let him be the God of my life. And everything else, it doesn't mean like we were talking about last week, it doesn't mean everything works out perfectly as far as, you know, what my expectations were or whatever, but it means that it, it works out according to his plan, which is always better than ours. Right. You wanna here's my thoughts about it. If you want to know just how omnipotent he is, in the beginning, God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> when there was nothing. nothing. And then there was something. Right. But when there was nothing, right. there was God. Right. Right. And the word in the beginning, God created is ex nihilo, out of nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Out of nothing. Right. He, <laughs> yeah, he didn't just assemble what was there. No, he, yeah. he didn't take a little spit. No, he did with humans. So, but don't get me wrong, he didn't take a little spit and a little um dirt to make the world and then mm-hmm. make a little mud pie, right? He just said, Light be, yes, mm-hmm. and light was, right? That's that, his power, right? That's power, yo, right. right? Yep, I mean, it's um, uh, Isaiah. He hung the moon on nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's power. That's his power. And, and that's why there's these little pauses there because I wanted to sink in. He hung the moon <laughs> on nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. People go crazy. Well, oh, climate change. I, you know, we're going to the seas. Gonna, none of that's going to happen. Because Jesus' word says, 
There's fall, there's summer, there's winter. I got them out of order. <laughs> there's fall, there's winter, there's spring, there's summer. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about that, and uh-huh. they all come. Right, right. The oceans are not going to rise so much. He said he would never destroy the earth by water again. Yes, true. So as long as Jesus is on the throne, I'm not worried about mm-hmm. everything falling apart. Now think about it. We're just far enough away from the sun. I know. Just for, I mean, perfectly. Perfectly. That we don't freeze. Yes. And we don't burn up. Right. Yep. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then the last one, his um, omnipresence. Right. He's ever present. There's nowhere that he is not. Wouldn't um, it be great if there was a verse of scripture to back that up? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it? Yeah. Which one you going to? <laughs> I mean, like, if there was, like, I don't know, Psalm 139, it says, if I go to the top of the see, mountains, again, you are there. The stark, so you see why I said what I said last <laughs> If you go to the, If I go to the depths of the ocean, you are there. Right. So, in other words, he says, wherever I'm at, you're there. Even the darkness is not dark to me, no. to you. No. The darkness is like light. It's like yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the passage, but I did That's remember in that. That's in 139. Is that in 139 as well? It right after okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling me something here tonight. <laughs> the dark, it, does, it literally says that, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Well, let's turn to it. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. But that shows you how, what his, um, which one are we talking about? Because <laughs> it really, it really applies to all of them. His so omnipresence. Presence, yes. That. Because even the darkness, even in the darkness, when we can't even see the our hand in yeah, front of our face. Yeah, verse 12. Yes. He says, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the shall light not. about shall not. No, no it says right. it. I, I was re- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. That's what. So even in that, even when we are in the as dark as it can be, and aren't we can't even see the hand in front of our face, and yet God is with us there. He's there, and it's not dark to him. That is crazy, right? Unimaginable, right? It's almost like he's God or something. <laughs> <Goes> again, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help myself. Anyway, so that listen that just a just a short little snippet. We could we could spend literally the entire time. Right. On that. Right. So, anything else, Dan? <laughs> Complete honesty. I just walked back in the room. I have no idea where we're at. Leave it to hang throw you in. I was about to say, good grief. So then it, then it gives these guys, and we're not going to spend a lot of time. Um, what we got, Dan? We got a, we got twelve minutes. I, I was sort of on there. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm about with it. Eleven ish. Um. So he, he spends some time here on some positives. Mm-hmm. You know. You're where Satan's throne is. Uh, you dwell there. I mean, think about we think we live. These guys were living in a place. He said where Satan's Satan throne right, is. Right, right. Where Satan calls home right, branch. Right. I don't know what branch means. <laughs> I meant base. <laughs> that and but by the way, that's the reason that people say all the time. Well, the devil made me do it. The devil. He's not even around here. Yeah, he don't deal with you. You might have some of his little minions, but you don't have him. He's Got his throne in Pergamum, apparently. <laughs> and he says, yet you hold fast my name. So there's an encouragement that no matter what happens and didn't deny my faith. 
even in the days of Adam is my faithful witness, it was killed among you, and he repeats it where Satan dwells. Right. He says, I mean, imagine if if you could be looked at us and said, dude, you stayed faithful. Right. You held fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we could say with Paul. Right. I run my race. Yes. Right. I've kept the faith. Right. Right. I just, I love that. I want that to be able to be said about me at the end of my life. And so then he goes on. Was there anything else? You, I know you got some You got anything about that no. that you want to say? No. no. Boy, she was quick with that. No. <laughs> she even changed the octave. No. <laughs> no. Sure. Yeah, okay. no, we covered it. Okay. But here, here we go. I have uh, a few things against right. you. <laughs> You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam. Okay, so let's get straight. What was the teaching of Balaam? <laughs> what happened? I was hoping you wouldn't ask. It's easy. Okay, go for it then. So this guy, Balak, who was a king of the Midianites, I do believe. Right. He said, hey, listen, we want to curse the Israelites, the Jewish people. So what I want you to do is I want you to go get Balaam and bring him here and let him curse the people right. for me. right. Well, the first time I go, he's like, ah, I can't do it. He goes, I'm going to nope. say what God, you can't give me all the silver, all the gold, right. all this. It's not going to work because whatever he tells me, I got to say it. So going back. They come back. Right. He sends them again. Mm-hmm. Well, then he sends them a third time. Mm-hmm. But the third time he actually comes with them because right. he himself goes. And I think, but that's when the donkey talks. Yes. One of the time. Yeah. It was the third time. Yep. And he finally comes. And, and it's so crazy. The donkey sees this angel that's about to kill him. And, you know, it finally beats a donkey. Now, how would you have reacted? Just <laughs> if a donkey turns around and says, yo, man. What? What What's the world? He said, I have been, I mean, I have been faithful to you right. <laughs> all these years. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? <laughs> you think I'm just doing this on my goodness? Mm-hmm. Do you not see? I wouldn't have laughed if he'd lift that front hoof. Don't you see? <laughs> so that's when he saw. And anyway, so every so then he he says, "I'll give you all everything I got if you'll you'll curse them." So he goes up to the top and he blesses them. Mm-hmm. Not once, but not twice, three times. Okay. And finally, my man Balaam says, "You know this ain't gonna work." Right. I told you I can only say okay, what right. God. But then he says something very. Interesting, and he he points out to them. Just let them intermarry, and see. That's the part that I think, because it's just a short little statement in the midst of him not being able to curse them because yeah. God said, "No, you will bless them," and so it's so easy to um, skip over that when we're yeah. when we're reading it and studying it. Yeah, but, he just says, you know, just let them right. intermarry; it'll be okay. Right? You'll you'll get your desired effect mm-hmm. if you let that happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, but, now like I said, it's very short. If you'll right. miss it, yes. if you're not careful, right? But basically, what he says, you let them intermarry, and you're going to get what you want. Don't worry right. about it. They're going to lead them astray because they're going to start following your. Can't, they're going to do mm-hmm. what their wives say and right. start following these practices. So. When he says that, I really thought about three things. What he really got them to go after is the wisdom of this world. Yeah. Well, what's the big deal? If you get them, here's what he was saying. Stay with me on this, okay? I'm with you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a statement you may not agree with, but <laughs> when I finish it, you're going to agree with it. All right. He used God's holiness against them. Against the Jewish people. Okay. 
Here's how I did it. You let them in and marry. Yeah. And they're going to start doing the pagan ways. Right. And God will have no recourse. Yes. But to judge them. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, they would be cursed. Right. Which is what Balak wants. I mean, he ultimately sent them into captivity. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. They ultimately went into idol worship. They ultimately did all these things that were so bad. So ultimately, God had nothing to do but to do what? Chastise them. Because that's what he has said that he because would do. Because he cannot go. How many right. times you said it? God cannot go against his character. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All of his character. All of it. At one time. Think about it. Mm-hmm. So what Balaam said was, let's use some wisdom here. You you really want God to curse him? Let him in a marry and get going. Right. right. And then God will have no choice. Right. Are you with me on this? Yes. You understand no, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I totally. Dan, you, you yeah, guys in agreement? Yeah. God would have no choice but in his holiness to say, uh-huh. you've broken my commandments. Mm-hmm. You've broken all of them. Right. And I have no choice but to discipline you. Yes, because I told you I would. Exactly. In his holiness. Right. So there you go. That that was sort of the wisdom of, of the world. Then the worship of the world. Mm-hmm. Idolatry. Yes. Well, what... All these people, all these Canaanites worship Molech, mm-hmm. Baal, Asherah, Dagon. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest thing was when they took um, the Ark of the Covenant. They got captured one time. I, I think it was when um, when um, Eli's sons got killed, and before right before Sam came in, they took it in the temple of Dagon. I believe yeah. Dagon, and so they set it in there. And the next morning, Dagon's on his face. Yes. <laughs> So they set him back up, and they go back out the next morning, come in, and he's back on his face. Right. Okay, so anyway. Yep. So what do you think? Does God, is God okay with us to have an idol in our life? Uh, No. (laughs) I agree with that statement (laughs) wholeheartedly. There's been a few few times where he's uh, shown some disapproval there. (laughs) So then, so anything else? Well, so what he's saying, so what is being said here by Jesus in these words is that, um, yes, you are holding fast in the midst of living where Satan's throne is, but there are some who are not holding fast and they're holding to the teaching of what Balaam did, said to Balak to provide, to put a stumbling block, to cause, um, that is people to go into idol worship and into immorality. I think this was a Baptist church. <laughs> this is your part of the show all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's any church. Let's just be honest. It's any church. Right. You don't think there's idol worship? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. In the midst yeah. of any church? Absolutely. You go try to change a certain classroom in any church. <laughs> change the carpet. Well, and and we've talked about it before. It's one of those things where it probably didn't happen suddenly. Oh yeah, no, no. It's a little slip, a little slip, and, and that's why we always talk about it. it's important to be in your Bible, in God's Word, so you can hold that up and say, okay, does this match? And if not, yeah. then that's not okay. This is not part of who we can be. Right. Um. And so it it is. It's one of those dangerous things where you say, oh well, I don't worship an idol, and then. You start spending more time on this, that, or the other thing, even if it sounds like a nice thing. If it's not, if it's not God, yeah, then it's an idol. A few months down the road, you're worshiping an idol. Yeah, yeah, right. Anything else? Well, and that's why Jesus says that He will come to you with in war against you with the sword of the mouth of my mouth with His word, mm-hmm. because we're either living according to His word or we're not. 
And so when we allow um, idol worship, when we allow immorality to come in, they were not, obviously we're not living by his word. And so, um, so that, you know, that's really what he's pointing at. <laughs> I must have had a look. I didn't realize I had a look. <laughs> no, I was just kind of. I heard I was, you take a breath a minute ago, and I thought I was you just kind of thinking. You know, we had just got cut through talking about God being omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Is that really who you want to go to war with? You know, like <laughs> yeah. in the two-edged you sword. Can never I mean, you never know. devise a scheme that's going to yeah. work against it. it, it I just it oh, hit me like it takes it back to one of my favorite stories, man. You're so awesome. Way to lead me down that path. You remember in the Old Testament when me. Elisha was there, and and every time the king of um of somewhere <coughs> said made plans, Elisha would be like, "Hey, by the way, king, um, you might want to send your troops over there because that king gonna." Yep. <laughs> and so the king goes, it's like somebody in here is telling our enemies what we're doing. And some old boy says, there's a prophet in Israel. I mean, in Samaria. He was in Samaria. There's a prophet in Samaria. Yeah, he's doing it. And and so they, they go and surround him. And the Elisha's um, little dude, his little servant dude, yeah. goes out and freaks out. And so Elisha is so in tune with God. Right. You remember? So the guy goes, ah! <laughs> We're surrounded! And Elisha... I love you, that translation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then Elisha goes, hey man, don't worry. There's more of us than there are them. And can you imagine the look of that dude's face? Right, right. Okay, the old man's lost it. Yep. <laughs> Bro, I'm not great at math. One, two. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> We're completely surrounded! <laughs> right. Ah, bro, it's more of us than there are them. Mm -hmm. Then he said, God opened his eyes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's crazy talk, man. Yep. Um, excuse me. I didn't say that was a lie. It's a true story. It's very true. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy, right. wicked good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he blinds them all. And can you picture it? Here's this old prophet. He walks there to the king of Samaria and says, hey, here you go. <laughs> I'm just me and my boy here captured 120,000, <laughs> sir, of uh, these guys without one shot. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's not even like he had to put up a fight. No, he didn't. He had to do nothing except follow God. Trust that's, the Lord. Yeah. Yep. And know who is fighting for you. Yeah. Yep. There's more of us than yeah. them. I, yep. I got to preach on that one day. Yeah. There's. It's a, so anyway, so then I dealt with, so I said the, the wisdom of the world, the worship of the world. And then the wickedness of the world, which is mm -hmm. sexual immorality, mm -hmm. which you talk about. We're done. <laughs> we can't be done. We didn't get to the end. But we just hit 30 minutes. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. You like that time, don't you? That was you? nice. I have it in my head. Y'all think I don't, I, I sort of keep up with it. So we'll have to, we'll finish, you think, can we finish it up next week? Sure. Uh, we'll only be two weeks on this one. Okay. Not three. Not three, just okay. two. That's good. Um, yeah, because we got to deal with the, Doctrine of deeds, which is the Nicolaitan doctrine. Okay. Which is really about, is that preachers? Okay. Bunch of dorks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so this is good. Yeah. This has been a great study. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all didn't want to do it. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Mona didn't. I was... <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, uh-huh. I pass the blame every now and then. <laughs> hey, so uh, just a quick little uh, uh, something. Just be praying for me and Mona and Amy Heath. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Amy Heath. They're going with us. And then um, World Reach, there's, there's five other people. Yes. Rick and Janet, Jared, and then yes. the Caldwells. Yeah. So there are five others that are going. So it's, how many does that make? Eight? Eight. Eight of us are going. Um, literally, when this drops, we will be on our way. Well, you drop it early. So early, we're headed to Roanoke Flyout. So just Midnight be, Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah, we're not leaving it. <laughs> um, be praying for us that, that God will use us. That's mm-hmm. all we want to be is is yep. his hands and feet. And um, so if you would, when you hear this, be praying yeah. for us. All right. And um, anything else? No. All right, let's pray. Father, God, we're so thankful. Although it can be very scary, I'm so thankful that you are omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Because there'll never be a time I won't be where you can get to me and watch over me. So God, thank you. Lord, we just love you today and thank you for your word, which is convicting, which is comforting, which is correcting. It's all that, Father, and it's also loving. And Lord, so we love you, and we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona! (laughs) And got my main man, Dan, a.k.a. Jelly Bean. Hey, hey. All right. Hey, y'all. Deuces. See ya.